With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have returned to the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest show in the streets. When you look at Alabama football news, notes, and information, it's in my own words. With yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, I am live in studios. And after having the blessed opportunity to speak with my good man, Nico Johnson, former Alabama linebacker, two-time Southeastern Conference champion, three-time BCS national champion, we've returned from the break to dive into topic two, in which I will break down and dissect my five impactful freshmen, my five significant freshmen for the 2019 season. Now, these can be either true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. We're talking freshmen regardless. Uh, The remainder of Alabama's 2019 signing class enrolled on Monday. This includes the likes of Trey Sanders, Keelan Robinson, Jordan Battle, DeMarco Hellams, Byron Young, and Ishmael Sopser, among others. I will dive into this list from five to one. And starting this off at number five, give me wide receiver John Mechie, the young man out of Brampton, Canada. Nick Saban has got to find a way to get this man on the field. He is too good. He is too talented. He is too lethal to be red-shirted and not play this season. You got to get this man on the field. And I understand Alabama's got a, an incredible cast of wide receivers. From the starters, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, down to the two deep guys where you have Xavier Williams, Slade Bolden, and Tyrell Shavers. But when you look at John Mechie, elite, lethal, athleticism, big-time playmaker. I mean, here's a guy that in his high school career, St. James, in the Baltimore, Maryland area, we're looking at more than 1,300 yards rushing, more than 2,500 yards receiving, 42 total touchdowns. He goes in the A-Day game. Well, he balled out all spring. And then he goes in the A-Day game, five catches, 133 yards, turns heads, has Alabama fans on their feet. And a guy that, to me, Calvin Ridley's Canadian twin, I said it all spring. I will continue to say it. Both guys carry the same body structure. Both guys the same strong hands, the same route running capabilities, the same speed, big play athleticism. Mechie just carries it at six feet, 195 pounds. And um, a guy that, to me, I would put him on special teams. I would have him returning kickoffs, but I'm just an analyst, just a reporter, not the man making $11.125 million a year, that being Nick Saban. It's been a proven deal that Saban likes to put freshmen on the field. If you show him you can ball, you are better than any and everybody else on that roster, regardless of your classification, Saban will put you on the field. 
You go back to that 2017 National Championship bunch, Tua Tagovailoa, Najee Harris, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Alex Netherwood, Jedrick Wills, Dylan Moses, Chris Allen, a bunch of freshmen were on that field representing that team and helping that team win a national championship. So, number five for me, John Mechie, impactful freshman. Moving this down from five to four, sticking with offense, the offensive players, I got Trey Sanders running back out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, the former five-star or the five-star coming in at six feet, 214 pounds. Mike White receiver, Alabama, has got a lot of people in that backfield. Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, the two main guys, the two experienced guys back to spearhead the group. Now, it'll come down to which one can rise and be the number one guy. But you got Najee Harris, Brian Robinson. Behind those two, you look at Jerome Ford, who will try to steal some carries. Chadarius Towson, the converted wide receiver to running back, will try to steal some carries. And even Keegan Robinson, who comes in with Sanders, who is kind of an underrated guy, will look to steal some if he's not redshirted. But when you discuss Trey Sanders, a lot of NFL running backs are brought up in making the comparison or trying to think of guys that he resembles and the guys I have heard in the conversation, Todd Gurley, formerly of the Georgia Bulldogs, now with the uh, the LA Rams, Ezekiel Elliott, formerly of the Ohio State Buckeyes, now with the Dallas Cowboys, and Alvin Kamara, formerly of the Tennessee Volunteers, though he signed in Alabama's 2013 class. He's now with the New Orleans Saints. In terms of both Gurley and Elliott, Trey Sanders with his power, toughness, uh, ability to break tackles, not going down by one guy, pushing the power, just that brute strength. He compares to Gurley and Elliott. When you look at the pass catching ability, the speed in the open space, the acceleration, the athleticism, that's where the Alvin Kamara comparison comes in. Now, the good thing where Sanders is concerned, Alabama has had a ton of backs contribute as freshmen under Nick Saban. Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, T.J. Yeldon, Kenyon Drake, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris in 2017. I mean, the list goes on. So the ability to do it is absolutely there. The question for Sanders, can he come in? immediately pass up a Jerome Ford, pass up a Chadarius Towson, maybe possibly can he pass up a Brian Robinson Jr., guys that have been in this program for a minute, understand the system, understand the playbook, can he pass up those guys? Definitely has the talent. Trey Sanders, number four. Number three, we flip over to defense where we pick up my man Shane Lee, linebacker. 6'4", 248 pounds, out of the Maryland area. Here's a guy that I really, really like. And I understand Alabama's already got Josh McMillan at weak side linebacker, the redshirt senior from Memphis, Tennessee, kind of your plug-and-play guy. And you can win with the plug-and-play guy, but should you not feel comfortable with him, and then you have Brandon Alakejo, of whom came in late in that 2018 class, Physically, Cahill is there. Mentally, it's still kind of hard to place him. 
So if he's not mentally ready, and if you do not feel comfortable with Josh McMillan, Shane Lee, come on down. He is a guy that showed in the spring game he's ready to play weak side linebacker. He's ready to contribute right now. He may not have the freakish athleticism and speed of a Lindell Mack Wilson, Reuben Foster, Rashawn Evans, uh, Dylan Moses, these type of guys. But if, in terms of reading the quarterback's eyes, getting in the coverage, lateral quickness, being in the right spot, and just making plays, Shane Lee's the guy. Go back to the A-Day game, had a great practice. Go back to the A-Day game for Team Crimson. He had eight tackles to lead the bunch, recorded an interception off Mac Jones. The young man wears number 35, reminiscent of guess who? Nico Johnson and D'Amico Ryans. Shane Lee is ready to play right now if given the opportunity. This was one of the top linebackers in the country when he came out of high school. Very high on the ESPN 300. If you are not comfortable with Josh McMillan, and if Brandon Allen Cahill is not mentally there, watch Shane Lee. Could potentially start at weak side linebacker, if not start, by midseason. We'll grab that spot. He's my number three guy. Moving on down to number two, going back to offense, where we pick up a redshirt freshman in Emil Ikior Jr. on the offensive line. Ikior, a product of Cathedral High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. Ikior at 6'3", 338 pounds, just a massive, massive man. When he came in to the 2018 signing class, we're looking at a consensus four-star, could play both center or guard, a guy that saw action in four games last season. Looking to see more action this year. He was number 52 on the ESPN 300. When you have guys that high, when you have the big men, the offensive linemen, that high on the ESPN 300, it's not a drill. Those guys are really good. I go back to, for a moment, Alex Netherwood and Jedrick Wills. Netherwood was number 30 on the 2017 ESPN 300. Wills, if I'm not mistaken, was number 33. And those two guys this upcoming season have a great chance to both go high in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. Ikior, number 52, on that list. And uh, throughout the spring, showcased the mass, the ability to match on at the point of attack, shield, a block well on the interior, taking on defensive linemen, going up to that next level, taking on the linebacker. Nick Saban raved about his ability to play both guard and center, the athleticism, the diversity. Here is a guy that's got the pedigree to play at this level. His father, Emil Ikior Sr., played the National Football League for those Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this guy's a big-time playmaker on that offensive line, especially with Deontay Brown, who comes into his junior year this upcoming season, will be suspended the first four games of 2019 due to an NCAA situation. He'll be back by the fifth game, so Alabama will be able to work him back into the rotation. But to start the year, look for Emil Ikior Jr. to have a very huge impact. Now, 
He's going to battle a massive human being in Evan Neal at 6'8", 340 pounds. Now he's dropped, he's dropped 20 pounds of weight since coming in. But Emil Ikior Jr., my number two guy. Which leads us down to number one. Number one significant impactful freshman. Give me DJ Dale on the defensive line at 6'3", 314 pounds. The four-star out of Pinson, Alabama, Clay Chalkfield High School. Number 179 on the ESPN 300. A lot of guys are comparing him right now to Deron Payne. He's wearing his number right now, number 94. The standout throughout the entire spring, wrecked havoc, created negative plays. Nick Saban's high on him. Teammates are high on him. Coaching staff's high on him. He is on the dibbit, the heel of heels of Fedarian Mathis. Mathis has a spot right now at nose tackle due to his experience and his classification. But a strong fall camp for DJ Dale, look out. Could overtake Big Field Mathis and start at that nose tackle position. I remember Quinnen Williams said before going to the draft, DJ Dale's a freak. Watch this kid. He's going to go out there and do some serious damage. His junior year, he was first team uh, All-State for Class 6A, had 14 tackles for loss that season, which was 20. 17. So, uh, folks, running back through this list again of guys that can be or guys that will be my impactful uh, impactful freshman for 2019. Number five, wide receiver John Mechie. Number four, running back Trey Sanders. Number three, linebacker Shane Lee. Number two, offensive lineman Emil Ikior Jr. And at number one, DJ Dale. We're taking our final break here right now on In My Own Words. When we get back, we drop in another interview. Got another good friend of mine, former wide receiver Matt Cadell, joins the show. As always, you check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Download it for all your Crimson Tide football needs iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you got the Android phone, podcast options, bottom of the screen, hop to the hottest form of Alabama football information. When we come back, it's Matt Cadell. I'm going to stop the break. It's in my own words. <laughs> 